Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's show, I have an awesome guest, another female superstar, and I love what she's going to be talking to you about. You know, she's definitely someone who was living the dream, so to speak, right? You know, perfect mate, just got a house, renovated it, actually was offered partnership at her job, and she walked away from it all. And now it's six years later, and she has come to talk to us about all of it, right? All of it, the experience, the fear, the joy, the excitement and everything she's doing. She is a world-renowned coach. She works with entrepreneurs, helping them build their businesses. Um, And she can talk to you a little bit more about that as well. Uh, But I'd like to introduce right now, Emma Forrester. Hey, Emma, welcome. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Kirsten. Absolutely. So Emma, tell me a little bit about, you know, your background, because I know it's, I think it's something that's really common to all of us in the sense of, you know, we grow up hearing a certain thing, learning a certain thing, understanding it in a certain way. And a lot of times we don't realize this. And I, and because I'm a, I'm a retired attorney, I see this a lot. Kids who have parents that are lawyers or are told you can make money, but you can make money by being a doctor or lawyer, you know, like this weird thing. And then you do all of a sudden you think it's your ideal and then you get there and you're like oh hell no (laughs) right so tell me a little bit about your experience what happened with you yeah so I guess like I had like a a pretty traditional childhood upbringing like I I was brought up in um like a really lovely town just outside of London in England you know both parents had good jobs we had a nice house and nice way of life and stuff there was nothing kind of out of the ordinary about it at all um it was very stable and I kind of went through the route that you're supposed to take right so I went to college I got my degree and then I went straight into work um and the goal was always to just work my way up through the ranks I got into really cool marketing agency where I was doing like advertising and creative marketing Um, And it was always like my big dream that I wanted to become an agency director at some point. That was like the top spot. So that was what I was always working towards, I guess. And, you know, it kind of like, you know, it kind of happened as it was supposed to. It's like, okay, um, now you've got the job, you're going to buy a house, which I did with my partner at the time. And we, we bought this old barn, which we were converting. We spent like five five years converting it. It was going to be our dream home. So everything was as it was supposed to be. <laughs> according um, to plan, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except like for me, it was like I was living one life on the surface, except underneath there was this like whole load of other stuff that was going on. I, at the time, like um, when I reached that kind of peak point in my agency career, and this must have been about 10 years into my career at this point, I was actually suffering with PTSD. I had chronic anxiety at the time as well. So all of this stuff was bubbling under the surface whilst I was trying to keep it together and look like I had 
you know, this director hat on and I was this beaming example for everybody else, but there was all this stuff going on under the surface for me. My health was in ruin, to be honest. Like I was like doing a lot of self-destructive stuff. I was drinking in the evenings. I wasn't taking care of what, you know, me at all. Um, Like self-love didn't even come into my vocabulary at that stage. It was like, what can I do just to get through the day? And it, it was, it was messy. (laughs) It's really messy at the time. And I think that anyone that had known me at that time, perhaps wouldn't have seen a lot of this going on beneath the surface because we're, we all put on this brave face and we walk into the office and, you know, we, we just suck it up, I guess. Everyone's like, Oh, how are you today? (laughs) Great. Thanks. Like you never say, yeah, do you know what? things are not good. (laughs) Um, So all this was going on at the same time, I was having a lot of doubts in my relationship. We'd been together for almost 10 years at this point, and it wasn't progressing in any way at all. For me as a woman now at that point in her thirties, I was anxious. I was like, I want bigger things. I want marriage. I want family. So it was, it was a real case of almost having this like dream life to everybody else that was looking from the outside, but the inside and my internal world was literally falling to pieces. And I didn't really know what to do about it. And then that opportunity came, like you said, to take a partnership in the company that I was working for. And they were like, we want you to come on board and become a shareholder and a director. And I was like, Oh my gosh, the the thought of being stuck in this life for the next even five years, let alone 10 or 20 years, was so petrifying to me that every like bone in my body just screamed like, no, I just can't do this anymore. Like I've got to escape. Um, And I was desperate for some kind of escapism from all of it. So I turned it down. Um, And I decided that year that I was going to go out on my own and set up my own business. And in that very same year, I left that 10-year relationship that wasn't really going anywhere. Um, And at the same time, walked away from the home that I owned and had spent five years restoring, ready to create our life there. Um, So I walked away from all of that. And it was so in the space of probably six months, I left everything in my life that was safe and secure and comfortable all at the same time and just decided that I needed more like I needed more in every single area of my life than I was actually getting um, so wait, I'm gonna stop there I'm gonna stop there because this is a place that I think a lot of people get to right and and I feel as though we, we have a sort of thermostat right and we have to break through it we have to reset the temperature of what we're willing to accept and live in but that has to be triggered by something so for you what was the point of realization and how did you decide to just dude start up a company like why not jump ship and go to another one why not do something completely different maybe you at that point internalized and said oh I hate advertising you know what I mean so many things can happen so what was it for you that helped you make that decision yeah um it's a good question actually I think I think I had always had that craving inside of me. I always knew and I felt as though I wanted to be my own boss and do things my way. I've always been quite a free-spirited person and I liked the idea of being able to do things 
the way that I wanted to do them and, you know, kind of march to the beat of my own drum. I think that's been something that was installed in me from when I was really little. And I found that that kind of corporate space where everything was somebody else's rules that I just found myself like rebelling against it. I was like, I don't understand why we have to do things that way. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I felt as though I could do things better. Um, So I think it was partly feeling quite caged um, and really restricted in my role, but it was also recognizing that a lot of the other stuff that was going on for me at the time with my mental and physical well-being as well just didn't work within that environment and I needed something that was more of a lifestyle and not just a career like I the way that I see it is that like my job and my lifestyle become kind of the same thing really like they're not two separate things that you're trying to juggle it actually becomes something that when you get into a business that you love and you create the boundaries around that business and the lifestyle that you want um, it becomes one and the same thing does that make Mm -hmm. sense yep yep and I think that that people miss that because you know we hear a lot about work-life balance right Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of like it's like it's, it's it's exactly that it's one thing it's life balance and all of these things like your family your your work all that plays into your total life balance you know and yeah. and when you do do something you love it's so much easier to like work it in <laughs> yeah I, I call it the work life blend now yeah I like blend. that I like that yes that's yeah. how I see it um it's, it's so much more painful <laughs> <laughs> when you do something you enjoy like you know I mean you get up early you could do something you do something late and it's it's just enjoyable it's totally different um, yeah. yeah. And so knowing that you kind of had this deeper entrepreneurial spirit, this deeper idea of, um, and I think a lot of us feel this when we're in corporate, like what the hell are you doing? This makes no sense, right? (laughs) Like this whole system makes no sense. You know, how did you decide to focus on something? When you made the jump, because here you are coming from a place of ungrounded, disruptive, kind of not at peace. So when we're at that place, a lot of times we don't make the best decisions, right? And so how were you able to transition from the sort of, you know, place of hell and maneuver yourself into where you are today? Like, how did that decision-making process go? How did it go um, just from jumping ship to getting yourself straight to getting your business straight and all of this flow? Because here you are six years later, fantastic. I mean, this great job with people, great accolades, you know, doing it all. And so, you know, how does that happen? I mean, obviously, and, and I hope people watching this get this, it's been six years, right? So so don't act like, oh, I'm going to jump ship and I'm going to be awesome in five days. It doesn't kind of work that way. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, it's a process and it's a process that we always continue to go through as well. And I'm still going through that process now. And I, you know, it's definitely not like, okay, here's the end destination. Like it's, there's always growth to be done. And I think the thing that shifted for me in the beginning was understanding that in order to have the rest of my life and my outer world in order that I needed to work on myself first, um, I needed to get myself into a place where I was thriving physically um, and mentally and emotionally, because if I didn't have those three things in place, I knew there was no way that I was going to be able to 
make all of the other goals happen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if I actually started um, looking at my health to start with. So I really wanted to cure this chronic anxiety because it was something that was becoming really debilitating for me. And so I created a nutrition plan and an exercise plan purely around naturally curing myself from the anxiety. And it was crazy how it happened because it was like this massive snowball effect that about three months after I put this plan in place, I had cured the anxiety. So that had gone away by taking care of myself. But also as a side effect, and this is the thing that like people really started to take notice of, in four months at the beginning of that year, I lost 49 pounds in weight as well, which was huge for me at the time. And, you know, really got into my fitness, really got into self-care, started practicing yoga um, and became like obsessed with all things, um, personal growth, spiritual development. But it was all about what was going on for me on the inside. And then everyone started saying, oh, my gosh, you're like a different person. What have you been doing? And the positive effects of me feeling so good in myself started to have that reflection on my business as well because I was in a really good place and therefore I was coming into my business every day with energy I was passionate about it I felt confident in myself as well like this that I hadn't felt for probably the last 10 years of my life so it it really was like a kind of inner discovery that had to take place first and then I was ready to do all of the outer work on building my business Right, right. Yeah. And you know, I have this question for you because you're a coach also. And I know sometimes people come to us for business, like, okay, that's cool. And we have to kind of dig psychologically deeper down because the truth is, or at least I have found the truth to be, if there's something messed up in your business, there's something going on in you that's letting it happen. So I get clients who are like, oh, that's great. That feels like marriage counseling, or I was getting into a little bit of psychology here and I'm going to tell you fix that this thing is always going to happen, whether it happens in this manner or a different manner, it's going to keep happening to you. So like, you're not going to fix it. You're going to feel like you fixed it and you're going to lose it in some way, or you're going to do something different. But do you find that also that, I mean, it's really all about the core you and everything kind of emanates from that. And is that true for you as well and your clients? Oh yeah, completely. Um, I mean, by, by definition, I'm a a business strategist, um, but what my clients come to me for in the first instance, which is the business strategy that they're looking for and what I actually give them, which is what they need a lot of the time is, um, is the actual holistic success package, which for me is about doing that internal work as well. Talking people through those limitations and those blockages that actually have got nothing to do with an issue with the strategy in the business, but it has to do with what's going on up here. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, um, whilst, you know, people come to me for one thing, they certainly get a much more holistic approach. And I think this is the difference between people succeeding and not succeeding. I can give two people the exact same strategy and the, the person that will run with it and literally take off will be the one that's also doing the the inner work on themselves as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, completely. I say that if 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 anybody out there watching is in a program 
you know, for real estate or for business building or anything else, and you know you're doing the steps and something's not working for you, you have to look inward. Like you just have to. You might you might not like it, but there's something else going on. Because if you're really carrying out these steps, it's really about the energy, the mentality, you know, the mindset that you're bringing to it that could be the biggest hangup and you're not even noticing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. completely. And it's not something that you can do once and then work is done. It doesn't work like that because what I found is every time I've stepped up a level in my business, mm-hmm. the these old demons and this even new stuff comes up all the time because every time you're stepping up a level you're required to then step up a level within yourself as well Mm -hmm. um so like every time I raise my prices for instance I have to go back through this process again of getting my head around it it becomes something that you have to embrace as part of entrepreneurship and constantly be working on all the time yeah yeah, it's not it's not a one and done. And there's always new stuff. There's always new stuff. And I always explain it as, look, you know, when you're breaking through your current lens, all you're really doing is creating a new one. And that suffices for the moment to get you to that next level. But the second you're there, now it's an old lens. You have to because now, you know, new things, you're doing different things. So all this stuff plays out so differently again. You know, so the one thing you broke through in order to get through level one could be the same thing that you have to break through or it's morphed and now something else or it's something totally unrelated. And like so you really want to learn the system of how to do that, right? It's not even just about breaking through the bullshit. It's what is the system I am using that works for me so that the bullshit's always going to come up. It's like people that are like to promote like, oh, business is so simple and easy and nothing bad happens. Well, bullshit. I mean, it depends on how you look at it, right? How do you handle the crap? You know, I was literally in a group coaching session as I got this message and I lost $2 million. And I was just like, oh, I just... We just lost $2 million, guys. And then we just kept on. And then all of a sudden, we were doing an exercise. And you guys know, if you guys are watching this, we're doing an exercise. And I was like, oh, the $2 million just popped into my brain again. I was like, I have to get rid of that. Get rid of that. <laughs> it was yeah. just shocking in the moment, right? Because shit happens. But, you know, I mean, if, if someone else were to say, oh, I just lost $2 million, they could be crying. They could be doing this. They could be doing that, right? Like, I found to the point where it's all, it's all good. Do I like it? No, does it not shock the shit out of me? I mean, two effing million dollars is two effing million dollars, people. Like, I don't care who you are. I feel good, you know, but did it during my day? You know, even five years ago, if I lost $2,000, probably would have had a shitty day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but now it's like, oh, that totally sucks. Yeah. That's the side. Let me see what I got to do. And let's figure that out, right? Still yeah. haven't figured it out, but it's okay. <laughs> like, I always say to people when they cut, like, when they're thinking about stepping into entrepreneurship that it is like the biggest lesson you can ever take in your own personal growth because yeah. it requires you to become so resilient, and mm-hmm. and the only way that you become resilient is to go through this stuff and then overcome it and then yeah. go through some more shit and then overcome that, and it it never it never stops being a learning curve at all like it's, it's continuous um and the more that you grow like you say sometimes the bigger those challenges become and I actually got, I've got to a point now where I'm I kind of like get a bit of an enjoyment from some of this stuff because when I when I see some of my shit coming up again right I have to ask myself okay well I must be up leveling in some way because otherwise this stuff wouldn't be coming up for me. So it becomes a bit of a game after a while. Yeah. Where 
you realize that you're you're expecting it and it's just having those mechanisms to be able to deal with it and and go yeah do you know what I've I've heard it all before like get out my head I'm I'm doing bigger things now right right right. I love that so if you were to leave our audience in 60 seconds or less what would you have them what would you have them know what would you like to tell them um so I would say just do not settle for anything less than the life and the business that you really want because so many of us are out there living our lives by somebody else's vision or standards and it's just going to leave this huge gap of unfulfillment that you'll replace with all kinds of other destructive behaviors that just don't serve you so if there is something that you can vision that is bigger and better than what you have at the moment then that is exactly what is meant for you and what you should be doing and don't question it I love it I love it I have a I have something for you and I I want you to chime in on this I want people to also be aware of where this influence comes from because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I'm like how much Instagram are you watching like everybody thinks they want like if I ask the question you know, how much do you want to make? And now I don't know why the, this million dollar thing is like a lot of people set point, like I'm gonna make a million dollars a year. Okay, why? Like, what's up with the number million dollars? Like, what does that mean to you? And I've said that in the past. And I say that very purposely, because if my companies don't hit a million dollars or more, in my opinion, I feel like third parties view of my company, because it's their situation, then I must not have a good company. It's not a million dollar company. So it's just whatever, right? So, so in my personal opinion, I'll say the million dollar number, just because I know that it's important to those who I'm trying to approach. Me, I don't. I couldn't care less about the million dollar number. So it's funny because of, do you feel that like people should be aware? I mean, like yes, we get it from our parents. Yes, we get it from books and movies and TV commercials and whatnot. But I feel like with this day of social media, we're like bar- everybody lives on the beach making like ten million dollars a second from their phone. And I'm like, what? I wish. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. And it comes, it comes back to this. I like what I was just saying about how, how many of us are living by somebody else's vision for who and what they should be and what we should want in our lives. Um, I was doing that back in my corporate job 10 years ago, but it's also really easy even now in entrepreneurship to look at what everybody else is putting out there and, you know, and say, well, that, that must be the industry standard. That's what I should be aiming for. And therefore, if everyone's saying that I should be seven figure, in 12 months or whatever it is that they're offering, then that's that's what I should be aiming for without right. actually checking in with yourself and saying, well, hold on a sec. Like for me and my desires and the life that I want, the balance that I want in my life, do I even need to be making 7 million or do, do I need to be making seven figures in the next 12 months? Right. Um, and am I putting undue pressure on myself to achieve that when actually that's, that's her goal, that's someone else's goal to go and, do that and actually you know it's just checking in with yourself and thinking what is my real reason um and what is the purpose behind the money that I'm making in my business what's the bigger purpose yeah yeah absolutely well awesome Emma thank you so much for being with us today I enjoyed this so that is it for this week thank you for joining me and I hope that you enjoyed today's show If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CSThrive or on Instagram at ThriveTribe3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. 
Um, or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there. But if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at Believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.